Get ready. To the weekly cooldown. I am Kami Jace, your host for another episode. If you're joining us for the first time, this is the show where we get to know the gaming news of the week and we get to know our guest. It is episode 165 of the weekly cooldown, I think. It is September 9th. Uh, let's get right into the headlines and then I've got a cool guest and we're going to talk about some crazy things happening and some, some cool things too. It's not all bad or crazy or, you know whatever anyways <laughs> multiverses has released some updates this week each character has more or less received some form of nerf or buff or both as well as some form of cosmetic changes the biggest and most pointed out change is uh in regards to one of velma's attacks which previously called the police to drag away an enemy player's character instead the mystery machine arrives to take the bad guys away in addition to the changes which can be read in full in the multiverses patch notes players got a look at the next character coming to the stage, Gizmo. Fans will know Gizmo from the Gremlins franchise. And in addition to the gameplay video, the Multiverses team announced that Gizmo is available to play across all platforms right now. There have been multiple Overwatch 2 leaks this week. We'll talk later about one such leak causing fans to be upset, but this leak involves a fox. There appears to be an unfinished video floating around YouTube showing, f or appeared to be an unfinished video floating around YouTube, showing footage of a new character named Kiriko. Kiriko seems to be a sort of fox hero capable of teleportation and healing abilities based on the video. The video has, as of this recording, been removed from YouTube, citing a copyright claim by Blizzard. Regardless of whether or not Kiriko will appear as the game's 35th hero, it is clear from the footage that this was made by Blizzard Studios. While we wait for Blizzard's official word on this leak, players will have to wait and see what all of Overwatch 2 has to offer when it releases on October 4th. The video game and media giant Tencent reportedly is part of the reason why Amazon's Lord of the Rings MMO video game never quite took off. According to an interview with GameSpot, Amazon Games president Christoph Hartman said that the game's development got complicated once Tencent got involved. Negotiations for the game seemed to drag on to the point where it seemed best to squash the project as a whole. This news also comes as we've learned that a deal between Tencent and Ubisoft has just been reached, which would allow Tencent to invest in the company to the tune of $300 million, but would not allow any companies, Tencent included, from taking over Ubisoft for about a year, or at least not without Tencent's input first. This also keeps the decision power in the hands of Ubisoft. Despite that, the details around this still, uh, rather, despite that, this detail still increases the share Tencent owns for, from about 4.5% to 10%, although no shares can be sold by Tencent for five years. And finally, a Twitch streamer by the name of Ace Gamer Sam has completed the North American library of the Nintendo 64 
uh, video games library, both in collection and in beating them. For the record, the library for the Nintendo 64 is 296 games in North America. Ace Gamer Sam and his Discord community kept track of each game on stream and the objective percentage of completion for each game as well. As of this recording, there are also videos which show his journey from his first game, Super Mario 64, to his 207th game, Rampage World Tour, on YouTube. With this goal of all Nintendo 64 games completed, Ace Gamer Sam says that his next goal is to complete all 200 games which feature Sonic the Hedgehog. And those are just some of the headlines from this week. If you, if I missed one, or if there's something you want to talk about, or something that people need to know, reach out at me at Comedy's Gaming on Twitter or at WK Cooldown on Twitter as well. We're not doing a live show this week. Um, just wanted to kind of give us all a quote-unquote cooldown for uh, live shows. Uh, so we're just we're just recording straight to. No, it's not live to tape. Let's say that. It's not live to tape. Um, but I've got a, a guest here. A guest who hasn't been here in some time. Um, who I'm very happy uh, is here now. Um, please say hello to Death Monkey XL. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. How's everybody out there? How's everybody doing? <laughs> if only we were doing uh, a live show. And they could say right. You. <laughs> How have you been doing, though? I have been busy but not in a bad way um just busy <laughs> what can you do yeah i know what that have is you been... been up to since the last we saw last time we saw you uh, a lot <laughs> please tell us so you know like, work has increased work hasn't well i guess i don't know if work has increased but work of course day job and then something happened with my youtube channel where it got false copyright claim, so that shut shut down for a little bit. Oh, while that wow. was when I was working that one out, I opened up a new YouTube channel called the MMO Ronin, where I just focus on MMORPGs. So that one's been doing pretty well. While my other channel has died after it came back, so I'm trying to figure out a way to reinvent that. And then mm. I started back up. I stopped streaming on Twitch for a minute, and now I started back up, just like on weekends, doing some Twitch things. So kind of all over the place with it. Very busy. Very very busy. <sighs> trying to get out of here. <laughs> trying to get out of the, the the day job to do something that I want to do, you know. Oh, for sure. Now you are also uh, um, editing a, a new video game publication. Is that? Yeah, true? I I started a, a online video game magazine. I guess it's like a something. It's called Casually Overpowered or Casually OP. Um, and I try to work on that when I get a chance because it's just me right now. So there's like we just had Gamescom with like a, a thousand games thrown at us. And then yeah. we got uh, Tokyo Game Show coming like next weekend. So I'll try to get to it when I can. But it's a work in progress right now. So it's a very it beautiful website. And I'm incredibly jealous. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. The uh, domain name is actually wasn't that expensive. But all the other little stuff that I decided to put on there, which I'll probably take off. Just a little bit more than I was expecting. Not a lot, but just like a little bit more than I was expecting. That's fair. That's <laughs> fair. But good for you, though. I mean, it's it's really good. Um, now, are, are you finding any time to actually play video games? Yes. 
Oh, great. What have you been playing? I still have to try to do the, the, the YouTube stuff. So, um, That's let's true. see, recently... Yeah, you, you actually have to play video games for your, <laughs> yeah. for your content. Um, let's see, I've been trying to do... I've been stuck in Valorant, so I jump in like every once in a while to do... Like, just the deathmatch modes, escalation and deathmatch, because I don't have anybody like really play with. So I don't really mm. want to jump in, like, ranked mode without as a solo player. Um, still doing all the MMOs. Like, I'm playing New World. Um, see, Final are you, Fantasy. Are you enjoying New World? I like New World. New World is more of, like, a chill game. Like, you can't really okay. just jump in there and expect to do much. But if you just want to kind of get in, run around, and listen to trees get chopped you know it's all right it's all right that it's kind of like if you play it's kind of like playing sega's arcade fishing back in the day you know you just kind of throw it on and play it it's not really like a <laughs> entirely different from where we were with new world like what a year ago yeah they're doing a lot of big changes so there's a lot of cool things coming in the game like they have instruments now where you can it's like a rhythm game where you play the instrument and it gives you buff, it gives people who stand in the circle buffs and they tip you and stuff like that so that's kind of cool like they're doing a lot of okay. cool changes but right now it's still, it in, still a, in a chill mode is it still kind of like weird economy based game too or is it better they've been working on the story and new player experience and stuff like that but I think the, you know, you crafting or gathering is still an important part of the game. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't, it's not asking you to make a lot of money. Like, a lot of stuff you find in the game and stuff like that, but it's still a big part of what you do in the game. So, like, when you don't have anything else to do, you're just really chopping down trees and, or mining or whatever. So, they did. Okay. I guess if you like the PvP, they did a lot more PvP elements in it, so you can you can do that. If you they have arenas now and like an outpost rush, which is kind of like a, a MOBA style gameplay, but it's not like top down, but it's that that same kind of probably like Smite, I guess. You know. So. Okay. Okay. They've added some new so, things to it. Yeah. I'm glad it sounds good, um, because when it I I remember you know talking about it when it first came out and it did not sound like people were having a good time (laughs) yeah they didn't i don't think they really knew what to where to go and they're probably under some pressure to release it like Mm. because they kept delaying it so they probably was like oh we got to release it now while people still have some interest in it so i think they're they're now finally getting it to where they want it to be at probably by the groove next year sometime it'll be a lot better in a lot better space i think all right fingers crossed fingers crossed well, those are all uh, great, great games, and I'm glad, I'm just, I like, it does warm my heart a little bit when a game that seems to be struggling, especially with fans, and uh, seems to be on the rebound, right? Seems to be doing a lot better, um, so I'm, I'm glad to hear that uh, New World is is on the horizon, I suppose, although I kind of, I still side I Amazon, like, as a whole, but, like, it's fine. <laughs> right. Like as long as the the publishers, which is Amazon, keeps putting money into the projects, the people that's making the game are gonna want to see it succeed. But it's when yeah. the publishers start taking the money away, then you don't, you know, they're like, okay, we're gonna close that down, like they did with Anthem or Wildstar. Like you know, if they just kept putting money into Anthem, we would have saw it come back as the better Anthem. But they didn't do that, so we don't have anything now. But if we look yeah. look at like No Man's Sky. They kept putting money into No Man's Sky, and and now look where that's at. So. Yeah, or uh, Amazon's uh, kind of 3D behind the shoulder. Um, what was it like? League of Legends game, Cru- uh, oh, Crucible. Crucible. 
yeah, which is I now thought canceled. Crucible looked really good. Like as far as like graphically wise, I thought it looked really yeah. good. Now the gameplay wise, I don't know. It's kind of weird. Didn't make it a lot of sense. A but yeah. <laughs> but like as far as like visually, that was pretty impressive. I thought it had the potential. It was there, but just couldn't couldn't bring it together. Yeah. What about what have you been playing? Did you say what you playing? You've been playing. Um, I've actually been playing um, a lot of Final Fantasy, of course, Final Fantasy fourteen. Um, I'm on and off of that constantly, but I'm also still in like what I'm calling my competitive era. So it's a lot of Guilty Gear Strive. It's a lot of Rumbleverse, and I also picked up again um, Vampire: The Masquerade's Blood Hunt um, because the uh. battle pass is almost up for it, and I want to try and get to like level 40 on the battle pass so that i can get some uh uh, new cosmetics (laughs) um but it's a it's a fun game they just released a team deathmatch mode which is what i've been kind of sitting around playing um it's it's a very interesting thing to be a respawning vampire um (laughs) so yeah it's it's a lot of fun it's it's good did you um oh that reminds me i was was playing kind of some Fortnite too now that you mentioned Battle oh, those battle royale games. Like I like the no build mode in Fortnite, so I've been going crazy on that. It's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. I like the. I always liked like the quest system they have with the experience points and stuff like that. And I only paid for the battle pass like once a long time ago, but I always have enough credits because how their their battle pass works. So mm-hmm. then I do. I got to finish this battle pass because I got Darth Vader at the end of that one. So I got to get nice. <laughs> that battle pass. But yeah, does a uh, Blood Hunt have a solo? Last time I played, it was like three v three. Yes, um, Blood Hunt does have a solo mode. It had it when it first released. Um, maybe, maybe the beta didn't, but it it released with the three v three and a solo mode. The solo mode's really fun. Um, you get basically you get two lives, um, and then you can go and hunt humans um, who may have a certain blood type, which will let you regain a life, um, and it's very kind of like it's almost like a platforming in that way, right? Like a Crash Bandicoot, because you get okay. you get these extra lives, but then you're like, oh man, I really hope I could go get another one. And then there's a human <laughs> that kind of pops up eventually, and you're like, yay, an extra life! Um, it really prolongs the gameplay too, um, unlike like a Apex Legends or something like that, where you know you're kind of one and done if you're playing solo. Right. Um, so yeah, it, it it can be a lot of fun um going in solo against I think I think fifty other people or forty nine I guess other people. Um while the ring is closing and all that stuff. Um I really enjoy it. I, I think I just like the vampire aesthetic, but it's it's a lot of fun and I encourage people to give it a try. It's free. Um and free is good. And Always. They have good uh, black people aesthetics, so you know. Oh yeah, I had a cool dude when I played the band. I have a handsome man, and he uh, <laughs> has dreadlocks, and he shoots gun. It's great. <laughs> it's really great. I um I was actually thinking about Fortnite recently because so much of what Fortnite has now is almost novelty in nature um the emotes the fact that you can kind of roam around the map with friends and not necessarily go on like the battle royale mode um 
you know, things like that. It's almost like you don't have to play Fortnite to play Fortnite. Fortnite um, is the pop culture game. Yeah, right. It's and like it's it, like Spencer's gifts of hot topic right. of yes, Battle Royale. It is exactly that. It is exactly hot topic for video games. Um <laughs> But it, it got me thinking, like I'm now playing Rumbleverse and Blood Hunt, and I enjoy those games a lot. I don't necessarily dislike Fortnite. Um I just don't play it, right? And so I'm wondering right. like what I, what 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 do battle royales have to do to maintain that kind of longevity now? Because at at the start of I guess the battle royale saga, it was Fortnite and PUBG. PUBG actually had like a head start on Fortnite, but then Fortnite, you know, like we said, is like the pop culture game now. So do we have to have these like pop culture references in order to make our games succeed is that where multiverse is is coming in for like the smash bros scene like how do we what are we navigating here i don't think so i think with like the battle royale part it definitely just it doesn't make it fortnite doesn't take itself serious and Mm -hmm. the gunplay is really good kind of like why people just keep going back to destiny like Mm. the guns are fun to use like they have all these interesting weapons and stuff like that it's not really like real life like um some of the other games or cheating isn't really as rampant in Fortnite like a lot of the other games so that really all cuts back into into what what keeps it you know going plus you got like a lot of the bigger stars coming out of there um a lot of crazy things happening in the build mode so mm-hmm. they added Man. that different element of building and I think with like if I'm not mistaken, I think that was an issue with Blood Hunt in the beginning when it first launched. People were talking about cheaters and the same thing with like the cycle, which is not a battle royale, but it's kind of like that PvP, PvE yes. mm-hmm. type game where people are talking about cheaters and stuff like that. And a lot of people enjoy those games at first. Once they see the larger streamers playing it and constantly complaining about whatever cheaters they may run into in the game and then going away from it, I think that diminishes the player count and then people look at player count and then they don't jump in and then when people that do want to play and jump in they can't find a match and then that one ends up finally you know killing the game off you know it's not really quick to get in anymore Hmm. but multiverses i think works because they have that same smash brothers formula where they have this large variety of characters they can pull from like it's not mm-hmm. just like Warner Brothers, you know, they got like HBO and right. uh, all these other, fran- all the, all of the HBO franchises and all that stuff. So they got like right, a lot right. they can go into. So, so I think that's what makes makes games like Smash Bros. work because mm-hmm. you have the the familiar faces like with Smash Brothers, you know, right. all your fam- favorite Nintendo characters, all your favorite cartoon characters that you grew up with. Or seeing Arya Stark in cartoon form, right. <laughs> and uh, I mean that's really cool. I love that. Um, yeah, I guess it's it's just strange. It's just kind of a, a circumstance of the times that we're where I guess we need like certain certain drawings, right? Because PUBG, what it has going for it, I think, is that it's on mobile now. Um, right, but also Fortnite's on mobile. So. Oh yeah. See, I don't know. I don't know. And it's Twitch. weird. it's strange all right well uh someday i will find an answer to this question true answer (laughs) one answer to rule them all Uh, battle royals it definitely just comes to gunplay gunplay and how it moves 
I tried to play Realm, Realm Reborn, when Realm Royale Reborn when it came out, and that just game mm-hmm. just doesn't play right. It doesn't. It plays dated. It looks dated. It feels dated. It does. Yes, that is true. Okay. And so it just well comes to jumping in quick and you know. I will say that Rumbleverse is very good. It is basically like wrestling and or fighting games, but uh, it's a it's a battle royale. It's so much fun and uh, play it. It's great. There's still some um, things they can do with Rumbleverse to make it better, I think. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's pretty a, good. A new map, maybe. I'm sick of this the city f- already. It forces <laughs> people to be else. to attack each other for the most part. So that's a mm. good thing with Rumbleverse. I think it actually. Yeah. You know, you, the whole point is wrestling, so you can't just hide for the whole match and come out of nowhere. Like, you can, but it's not going to really work it's out that well. <laughs> no, no, no. It's a very open map. I will appreciate. I do appreciate that. For as much as it's a city, it's also very, like, spacious, and you'll you'll run into someone eventually. Right. It's a good game. Go play it. We are going to take a quick break. <laughs> and it's free. And then we're going to get... <laughs> It is free. It is free. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to get into the news stories for this episode. So stick around if you want to hear about more Overwatch, uh, Matt Booty, that's his real name, and Crystal Dynamics. So we'll be right back after this break. Hey, sorry to interrupt your favorite podcast, but I'm here to tell you about Shrimp and Crits, an actual play podcast with a southern twist. My name is Ian, and I am the keeper for this show as we play Monster of the Week by Michael Sands. If you like the sound of swampy monster mayhem, gators gone shopping, and magical fairy mischief, you will be right at home in the remote panhandle town of Gullicochica, Florida, where spooky danger has begun to wash ashore. Shrimp and Crits is the story of Sarah Payne the Mundane. All I'm asking for is answers. That's all I'm looking for is the truth. Ari Green the Searcher. You know the proclamations of the Fae. I suggest you follow them from now on. And Ray Ray, the most mundane monstrous you will ever meet. Mr. Zeus, I'm a I'm a big fan. I, I knew you were I knew you were real. Um, and Ray Ray's just like bowing in front of this swan. As they fumble their way through protecting their skeptical town from mysterious evils. We release new episodes every other Monday on the podcatcher of your choice. Hope to see you soon in sunny Gullicochia. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the show. So... (laughs) It's time to get into these news stories. And to start, we're going to go into Blizzard World, Overwatch Land. Earlier, we spoke about the potential for Overwatch's 35th character as part of a series of leaks that have been hitting the internet ahead of the October 4th release of Overwatch 2. According to these leaks, one big change coming to Overwatch 2 is apparently the plan to lock characters behind battle passes. According to John Spector, Vice President of Blizzard, it is now confirmed that Battle Passes are coming, and yes, characters will be locked behind them. Spector said that if you do not purchase the specific Battle Pass for a character, you may get another chance when they release heroes on free paths in future seasons. Fans are very unhappy, of course, as it will likely lock players out of switching to some heroes mid-match, which is a core part of Overwatch's gameplay. 
until or unless they have unlocked them during the time they are available on the Battle Pass. Naturally, we don't quite know what any of this looks or feels like yet, but we will, of course, again on October 4th. So, speaking of Battle Royales and speaking of uh, Battle Passes, I think it's one thing to kind of lock um, cosmetics and you know, things of that nature behind battle passes, right? Um, but whole whole playable characters that could change the tide of a video game um, seems different. Right. Uh, it looks like it'll be on, what, the free track of the battle pass? That you can unlock the characters on? It's incredibly <laughs> unclear. So he he seems to say in one hand that it will be on the battle pass, and if it's on one of those paths where, you know, you have a free path and you have the paid path, it may be on a free path, it may not be on a free path. Um, but then he he also says that, you know, down the line on a future season, when they have a battle pass, they will more than likely put a hero or two on the free path. So it's like a yes, both and, sort of. <laughs> um <laughs> But it doesn't seem to solve, I guess, the issue. It seems that, weird. Yeah, that you'll be locked out of a character for maybe a year until they decide to put it on a free path. Did you play Heroes of the Storm? Only a little bit. No, they had like the characters locked behind, not a battle pass. Like you just had to buy the characters, or they were wait till they really? get on a rotation, like in League of Legends. You know. Yeah. So I went. <sighs> I was wondering if that would be like a, a better way to do it. Just have them on a rotation, you know, like they do in Overwatch now when you go into like, you know, certain heroes are locked for this period of time and then just have it on rotation. If somebody wants to unlock it through the battle pass, then it's not a big deal, I guess, but they can still play it in quick play mode or something. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it does make sense, I guess, in that case, because for the most part, it levels the playing field. If most people have... Um, you know, the the free characters for this season, then that's all that you'll see being played. Or, you know, the free characters for this week or next week or whatever. Right. But to, to lock it, like, let, like, let's say you don't play for a while and then you completely miss out on, like, unlocking a Winston. A whole battle pass, You can never right. have Winston until and like they with, put it on. And, like, with Overwatch, it's not, like, skins, like, a you know, you're talking about Battle Pass and characters and Fortnite and stuff. Overwatch isn't like, you know, there's a whole character that they're never balanced properly. So one character is going to come out new and be like overpowering everybody. And right. a handful of people are going to have that one character. <laughs> yeah. Or, I mean, it, it, it depends on if you buy that character too, right? Or if you buy it and then get to the Battle Pass tier. Um, it's It's like... What if you're playing against a team of whole uh, of friends who haven't bought the battle pass tier, and so they're just kind of like playing on free characters, and here you are with a team of all paid for characters. Like I don't know, it seems very, it, it doesn't seem well thought out in this case, right? And it just seems like a way to keep players into the game because it's going to be pretty much the same game as it is now. Yeah. So we got to keep a, people a, playing. A cash grab. <laughs> you got to keep people in the game put a character behind a battle pass so they have to keep playing to get the new character i do not like this especially because they have introduced characters 
over the past couple of months that we've been kind of watching Overwatch 2 slowly release that I really enjoy. Um, the first black female character, um, if they lock my main, who is Wrecking Ball, behind a battle pass, I'll be very upset. Like, they it doesn't... Think they will... I don't think they will lock the, the people that are already out, though. I would that, hope not. See, that doesn't yeah, make sense if they did that. That would be even dumber if they did that. <laughs> that's the other thing that's unclear. It, like, how many of these characters are locked behind the battle pass? We only have two characters that are new so far, which is um, now Kiriko um, and the woman who I just named, who I can't remember the name of. Um, but it, it, it seems... It seems strange. It just seems weird. It just seems real weird. Like a bad a bad move. We don't like it. <laughs> There's also the fact that they don't even have the like the whole all they talked about when mentioned Overwatch 2 won't be coming out when this is released. You know, that whole like uh story mode, adventure mode or whatever they had coming out with it, the with Oh with Overwatch the 2. PvE that's mode not, will not be coming yeah, out. Yeah. That's from my, the last thing I heard, that won't be at launch. Wow. So <laughs> they're making us pay for Overwatch again. And then they're making us pay for the Battle Pass. And then they also don't have PvE ready. Right. Very cool. And by cool, I mean terrible. <laughs> well, uh. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I mean, if this right, is. Just... What we... <sighs> I don't know because now too like I don't know what what Blizzard's trying to do or Activision Blizzard's trying to do because you know the I don't know if you saw the monetization leaks with uh, Diablo Four, which is also kind of crazy. Oh, no. <laughs> so, like the game is going to be like seventy dollars on launch, plus it's going to have a battle pass <laughs> and, some, and the no, the premium no. currency that they got in Diablo Immortal is going to be in Diablo Four, so. I guess there are three new heroes. I forgot about the Junker Queen in Overwatch too, as well. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I I think the idea of monetization for these games has kind of gone to their heads a little bit, and they're trying out some things that they are not like prepared for. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Monetization is always oh. going to be a weird subject when it comes to gaming, especially as true. now it goes into a more free-to-play territory, and they got to make money somehow. And while we may not like the outcome of what it looks like, you know, we don't have to engage in it. And that's the really. Yeah, I think that's ultimately what it comes down to, right? Is do they reverse course if nobody buys the battle pass, or like not if nobody buys it, but if like a. a a, a limited amount than what they were looking for, right? See, that's that's never going to happen. There will never be not enough people or not enough money spent because mm. we don't know everybody that has money like that. And when you see the amount of people, money that people spend on, like they did with Diablo Immortal, like people spending a hundred thousand dollars, one person spending a hundred thousand dollars, that still carries over into other games like Fortnite sure. or. These other battle royales with the micro, the microtransactions and DLC and stuff like that. So even if like a thousand people decided they weren't going to buy anything, one person could make up for that a thousand people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's messy. We don't like that. All right. Well, 
we'll see what happens when Overwatch 2 again releases October 4th. Um, we got a look at a content roadmap not too long ago. October 4th is Season 1. Season 2 is December 6th. Uh, we're expecting a new tank hero, a new map, some skins, and another season of a battle pass. And in 2023, hopefully the PvE starts. So we'll see. <laughs> we shall see. Um, all right, moving along. Matt Booty. Oh, boy. Best friend, Matt Booty. So, Mr. Booty. The, <laughs> Mr. Booty. The head of Xbox Game Studios, Matt Booty, says that he has a dream to turn the use of AI and machine learning as an alternative for human quality assurance testing on video games. As many in the gaming industry know, quality assurance or QA testing is an important step of a game's release as developers stress test and reproduce bugs or issues or, or maybe even problematic features of a video game to best know how to fix them and make the game ready for release. Although it doesn't seem like Matt Booty is specifically saying to do away with human testing, but rather that he would like to be able to use AI to run multiple instances of a video game and hopefully find a report that shows any issues after all the testing. Still, this dream from Mr. Booty comes on the heels of workplace issues, unionization efforts, and more happening in the video game dev world, as well as artists and others beginning to see the use, the proliferated use of AI word-prompted art flooding the internet, and in some cases, winning awards. Let me make sure I link this <laughs> article to you, because I erased it by accident. Oop, there it is. Okay. Um... So really what I think the crux of this story is about is the kind of reliance that we're starting to have. Not reliance, I guess, but like a a, a strange use, I guess, of AI technology uh, to create or to help create. Um, there's the story that dropped um, a couple of weeks ago about someone who used one uh one of the word prompt ais to create art um and then enter that art into an art contest and then won like the best in show the best prize so it's like the replacement of humans that people were so like animated about is actually kind of starting to to be seen now in video games so what are we thinking on this one um, it says that he doesn't plan for AI to replace, uh, replace humans because, you know, computers still make errors, so they won't True. be able to get everything. I don't know. This is a weird one. It, it's human, like, QA is important in testing games, but, like, QA people don't start at, a like, a good pay rate as it is, mm -hmm. so I don't know if it would be... But that's also like the entry level point that they always tell you to if you want to get into game design right. or work for a game company, start into QA. So <laughs> with less QA positions, it's like less people going into game development. Unless you know we'll be having yeah. AI generated games. Like the whole game will just be created by an AI and it'll be Fortnite. It's, <laughs> it'll be Fortnite. It's strange, right? Because we have some form of AI use, right? I think Skyrim used an AI to help generate dungeons. Um, or maybe it was... Maybe it was a different Bethesda game I'm thinking of. But regardless, 
Um, we have some AI use where, you know, they use that to procedurally generate or otherwise just completely generate like some kind of dungeon, some kind of look. Um, and I guess for the most part, we find that to be okay because the devs can then work on other things to polish up the game, right? The overworld or something like that. But to to replace the human touch of quality testing i mean i guess you can train an ai to know what to look for but can you train it to know if this will feel good for like if the game feels good for another player or like players in general so i think like the best use case for the ai being in um, QA would be for it to have a program for it to run around and touch every wall. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Touch every part object that's supposed to be a collision object. I think it could mm. do that faster than a human could do it. So that would make sense. There's a lot of other things though, as far as in games that an AI wouldn't be able to catch. Like, uh, you know, whether a quest is bugged when you do the quest, how long it takes to run to a quest, what happens while you ran to the quest, you know what I'm saying? Mm. So... I can see that, but like, if you think, if you're thinking about the cost, because I I was just thinking that um, Cyberpunk, I saw a video the other day where they outsourced the QA to another company, and then that company pretty much botched the whole thing, as we know what happened with with Cyberpunk when it came out. Mm -hmm. So, that maybe it's like to avoid having to outsource your QA to another company and them just messing it up. You can just have it in house and blame it on yourself instead of trying to rush and get it done. I don't know. I (laughs) I find the kind of troubleshooting to make sure we don't have to do more troubleshooting to be more problematic than just do the troubleshooting. Right. Like, right. Because you're going to troubleshoot the AI. (laughs) The AI is not going to catch everything all the time either. So, right pay some friends to be your QA also help your friends you know get some cool jobs in other companies and studios and pay your workers it's not that and how much <laughs> how much would it cost to develop the AI like just cause it's right. AI they would probably charge a lot <laughs> yeah cause. and I mean the power like the the example he used was to run it run 10,000 instances of the game on the cloud overnight so like that's using up a lot of power like Right. Just just chill out. It'll, it'll get no done tomorrow way. morning. I don't think there's any way it can replicate. There's no way you can replicate human gameplay with a computer. Right. Because yeah. humans will always do something that computers can't do. Exactly. Or that's not expected. And that's why we're humans. That's what human happens in innovation. all those movies. That's what happens in all those movies. The human does something that the computer can't predict. And the next thing you know, the computer got beat. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. So, I, <laughs> I love that. That's super funny. No, you have a good point. It's um, it's it's certainly not easy to totally debunk his dream, I suppose. But at the same time, like we don't need it. it things are fine. Games are fine with human QA testing. Um, right. Thankfully, it seems like his dream is quite far out, so we don't have to worry about that at the moment. All right, let's get to the VR MMORPGs first. <laughs> yeah. I want to be a cat the good boy ones, I should say. in VR. <laughs> the good ones. 
not the ones that are coming out now. No, the you're right. <laughs> the good ones. Um, okay, for our final story, this one should be a lot of fun. It should be a lot of fun. Uh, we learned today, as of this recording, that Crystal Dynamics has reacquired the ownership of Tomb Raider and the Legacy of Kane franchises. In a very short and sweet blog post, Crystal Dynamics confirmed that they reacquired these franchises, plus potentially others, from Square Enix. In addition, we also learned that Eidos Montreal is now the owner of Deus Ex and Thief, although they are now instead joined by the Embracer Group rather than being joined up with Square Enix. Uh, the Embracer Group, as you may recall, reportedly owns uh, over 100 studios and over 800 franchises now. But regardless, still, with these games now in the hands of the original developers, anything's possible. Anything. Um, I find this really exciting, especially before The Legacy of Kane, which has not seen a new entry into the series in forever now. The legacy of Cain. You know the interesting thing about the legacy of Cain is like the actual legacy of Cain games were bad, but like the Soul Reaver games were good. <laughs> oh, you know what? You're kind of right about that. I mean, no, people like the legacy they? of Cain games. Like without them, people wouldn't. We wouldn't have the Soul Reaver games. So people like the true. legacy of Cain games. But like when you compare Soul Reaver, like they're two totally different games. They're part of the same genre, but the way they play are so different that Soul Reaver just ends up being more, I think, entertaining. And engaging in Legacy of Kane. That is a fair but, assessment. We also briefly got uh, No Scoth, which was a multiplayer um, online game that was supposed to be set in the Legacy of Kane universe. Um, that was later canceled. <laughs> uh, didn't do too well. But um, yes, Grey Nix published that one as well. Um, but we could see I, a, a, a return to a lot of these titles. I wonder if they got. Gex back. You remember oh. Gex the Gecko? <laughs> Good lord. I want that what to make a, a comeback. That would be. Yeah. <laughs> Especially now yeah. since this whole thing was this pop culture on TV. You jump through the TV That's shows true. now. Now. It would be great. Some TikTok great. jokes here, some YouTube jokes there. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, the Crystal Dynamics. Um, early Tomb Raider games were really good too so like a I don't know some kind of revisit remaster would be nice I would I would play the hell out of an upscaled um, older Tomb Raider video game I wonder um, how they would do that would hmm? they relaunch Tomb Raider again with a different Laura Croft or at least would we have the new Laura Croft if they made it anyway? would they go back that, to a more modern style version of the old Laura Croft that was my question to you actually because I was wondering <laughs> based on where we left off with the last rise of the, you know, the rise of the Tomb Raider games, um, that whole series, it looked like we were heading into what we know to be the classic kind of Laura Croft story with the, you know, the shooting of the dinosaur. Um, <laughs> so... And the bats. The bats. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> is this Crystal Dynamics' chance to kind of restart it, right? Like, truly restart it? Um, starting with Tomb Raider 1 as we know it. I actually like the new Laura Croft. I actually like how she is and her mannerisms and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Um, better than the original Laura Croft because that was more camp. That was a little bit too, more, too campy for me. So if they could combine the two and have that sure. start off where she's now rocking her new style and new personality with the, the new danger she faced. I, I like the dynamic action of like 
sliding down stuff or falling like it's cinematic the cinematic action aspect of the yeah. new ones so i definitely do that like the idea. and just retell the yeah. stories that'd be great yeah i like the idea that she went through kind of what we know to be now i guess like the prequels right um the the things we got from square enix right um to become what we knew as the classic laura croft so like yeah if they could find a way to splice those two kind of personalities together where she's like been through all of these trials and tribulations but is now like this more badass character that we you know used to know and love i would i would definitely appreciate that i would love that and then to add on top of that too if we think about it the first one the first tomato didn't really have a story you just kind of like right yeah. Jumped into it, it could, being Tomb Raider. <laughs> it could absolutely be, yes, it could also be the chance for us to get some actual story out of the first Tomb Raider game. Yes. Very, very, very true. Start, I think you start off like on a cave in the island, like, okay, I guess I'm running around here. <laughs> okay, here I am. <laughs> Got my two guns and I'm fighting bats and alligators. Sounds good. Let's go. Yep. And, <laughs> and a dinosaur for some reason. All right. <laughs> Yeah, it could be good. Did you see? Um, did you see the last Tomb Raider movie? No, I didn't watch any of them actually. Oh, don't say the last one. I, I thought was good, as far as like th- being a video game movie. The first I feel one like, with Angelina Jolie wasn't that good. I feel like I am still. <laughs> well, I I appreciate the Angelina Jolie ones for for their campiness, right? Um, so much, but I feel like I am always very like side eyeing of video game movies even though i've come around on the idea as of late i'm very like oh no they're doing this thing why are they doing this thing someone make them stop what was the last one you saw oh my god i can't even tell you i don't know because i just i like i've been avoiding them (laughs) i really just try to avoid them like i don't know if i should see this i was trying to think what was the last one that came out that I saw. I think it was the Tomb Raider one. They did the Uncharted, but I didn't watch Uncharted. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. No, I did watch the Sonic movie. And I Oh, think... I forgot about the Sonic movies. Those were good. I didn't watch those yet either. <laughs> they're, they're they're pretty decent for for silly Sonic movies. So yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, yeah. it's Sonic. Like, if you're basing it off of the right. game, you don't have much to go off of. If you're basing it off of the cartoon series, you have a little... In the comics, you have a little bit more to go off of. But... Right, right. You just come <laughs> up with something and it works. Plus, I Sonic, is one those, <laughs> Sonic is one of those games where you just the same thing with like the Mario movie, I guess, like where they messed up with the Mario movie. Sonic oh, yeah. is one of those games where you just kind of start off and you're there. And there's like a yeah. little back, a paragraph of a backstory, but that's all you get. So you're like, yep. I guess I'll make a two hour movie out of it. <laughs> or you get some little snippets of story out of some like emotes that they're doing at one another. And you're like, OK, I guess I'll just guess what's happening. Right. I guess he captured these rabbits and put them in robots. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Who's this red asshole? <laughs> so, yeah. You don't really get a lot with that from back in the day. So Yeah. Well, all the same, uh, we are glad to see uh, Crystal Dynamics reacquiring their, uh, their uh, Tomb Raider and their, uh, whatchamacallit, <laughs> their legacy of Kane. It's great. Deus Ex and Thief. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping to see some good stuff coming out of them because I love all of those games. 
I love all of those games. So I won't play some more. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> well done, well done. All right, we are getting toward the end of the show, and as we always do, we ask that you give our listeners a recommendation. Which game should they be playing or be on the lookout for? I got a couple on my list. Oh, you know, this month we got... <laughs> <laughs> this month we have Metal Hellsinger. So I don't Ooh. know if you guys know about that one. That comes out on the fifteenth. The the Doom uh, rhythm game where it's like mm-hmm. it's, it has the gun first person shooter of Doom, but you get more points as you shoot to the rhythm of the music. And as you level up your multiplier, the music increases until vocals kick in. And then it has like um, legit metal artists, you mm-hmm. know, doing the vocals like. Um, off the top of my head, it's, I guess, Surge Tankin from System of a Down and the Lamb mm-hmm. of God, dude, and Arch Enemy. So they'll all be on there. And Matt Keefe from uh, Trivium. They're all going to be on there. And so that's pretty exciting. I played the demo of that. That's out now. And it'll be on Game Pass on the 16th, I think. Yes, I it will. Mm-hmm. And then end of the month, we got uh, Return of Monkey Island. Return to Monkey yes. Island. So that's pretty exciting. Can't wait to get my hands on that. Shout nice. out to my good friend Rose, who used to stream the Monkey Island games for me. <laughs> Love you, Rose. Guy Threepwood is always fun. Mm-hmm. And I guess there's some stuff in October. Um, there's Scorn. This is really the only game I'm looking forward to. It's the H.R. The Geiger-inspired horror game, Scorn, mm-hmm. will be out mm-hmm. on Game Pass in October. And then December, I'm waiting for Callisto Protocol. So, yeah. I feel like there's something in November, but I don't know. There's a lot of games there already that I'm excited about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I got the um, uh, collector's edition for Crystal Protocol. And then, of course, you know, next oh. year there's some games coming out. I don't have it with me so, already, but I, I got it pre-ordered already, so I'm ready for that one to, to get. <laughs> I was going to say, you're, you're already the, keyed into that one. Crystal Protocol. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's the pretty much the spiritual successor to the dead space franchise yep so. and then later you'll get the dead space franchise all over again yep it'll just die <laughs> it's like the dead space franchise <laughs> i wonder if we'll get like a, a animated series like we had the animated show for dead space mm. when we get like a little animated movie for Callisto protocol maybe maybe uh i think but yeah I don't want to. I don't want to keep naming off any more games. This is an ongoing thing. So you got more guests coming. They got save some from them. Save some. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You're you're right about that. Very good. Very good. Um, I'm actually gonna go ahead and say um, that you should make sure you get Pokemon when it comes out. Um, <laughs> Pokemon when it comes out. Splatoon I, comes out this week, doesn't it? Tomorrow. Splatoon is actually out. Um, I think it's out today, actually. Today? Today or Today, tomorrow? September 8th. I believe it is out. I saw someone playing it recently, so maybe it's like an early release for folks who pre-ordered, but uh, definitely play, uh, play Splatoon 3. Like, absolutely. That is a great game. And um, I played a little bit of the demo when it was out last month, and it was fantastic. So um, absolutely go check Splatoon 3 out. Um, no, you're right. September 9th. Um, so as of this release, but not as uh, as of this recording. Um, but also, yes, uh, Pokemon released some news today. Um, we didn't really go into it, but there's some uh, new Pokemon uh, coming out. 
Um, actually, I think that news was yesterday. No, I, it was today. Um, and it just looks like it's going to be a fun uh, entry into the Pokemon series. So whether you get yeah, Scarlet or Violet, go get go get some Pokemon and have some Did fun you? with Pokemon. No, we're at the end of here. But I just want to ask one quick question. Did you play yeah. or are you planning on playing Temtem? I did play Temtem, and so I'm still uh, on the fence about it. I know it had its I official like, release. Yeah, and I want to <laughs> get back into it because of the official release. I feel like as a kind of, let's call it like a Pokemon wannabe, it was lacking something fundamental, but I cannot tell you what that was. Like, I just felt like, all the things are here, but something is still missing. Um, and I'm wondering if now that they've gone through the pains of being an early release game, if that thing has been found. So I'm willing to give it another try. I don't know I don't when, but maybe eventually. I don't, I don't think so. I think it's going to be like... Like, um... It's that one game that's like Monster Hunter. Uh... <laughs> she was just talking about it the other day. I can't remember. Oh sure, but um, you the, know, the Monster Hunter clone that got shut down. Oh, it's still going. Um, oh, is it? Yeah, I can't remember the name of it though, but it's definitely still going. <laughs> okay. But um, I think with Pokemon, there's like a sense of nostalgia with it. Like we actually get to experience the characters and cartoons and other media. There's also the card game that kind of was there before the games were in the TV show. So all that stuff mm. kind of adds up to where Pokemon is at, where it is now. And with Tim Tim, is just like an actual clone. Like they're not even trying to do anything different, like with Digimon or Monster Rancher, which were like the same type of concept, but was like different in a way. Like Digimon, you still went out and found the monsters, but they also evolved, but they did it differently. And Monster Rancher, you had to use your CDs at the time to put in and mm -hmm. find out what CDs had the monsters. And you could train them up that way and make them fight. But like this is like a legit clone down to how you catch your monsters with my wife's plan <laughs> dead by daylight in the background so you probably heard that scream oh. but, <laughs> but different um you know like you got to throw like the cart the chips at them to catch them or something like that so it's like a g exact clone and i think that feeling of it being an exact clone is what's throwing people off from tim tim mm. instead of it being like that little bit of twist that makes it original and i think when you play it you're like this i'm I'm, it's like I'm playing Pokemon, but it just doesn't feel, you know, I don't have that same connection to it because it's not Pokemon. And when you're playing right. it, you kind of see that and feel that same way, I think, is, what's, is what the issue with it is. Yeah. And what you might be feeling. It's... Out of a guess. Well, I don't know. I got. I still have it, so we'll see how I feel sometime later. Yeah, the good news about buying it. things in early access is uh, you can get it at a nice discounted price. Yep. <laughs> That's for sure. All right. Perfect. Um, and finally, to finish off the episode, please let us know where we can find you on the internet and if you have anything else to plug. You can find me on Twitter at DeathMonkeyXL, Twitch and YouTube as DeathMonkeyXL and the MMO Ronin on YouTube. Um, right now, we're just rebuilding DeathMonkeyXL up to be something I'm not quite sure what yet. But if you like MMOs, definitely subscribe to the MMO Ronin channel. Right now we're doing a lot of videos on Ashes of Creation and Throne of Liberty, which will be coming out sometime next year, I guess. 
as well as diving into some New World stuff. And then on stream, we create music on Sundays, trying to think about learning Unreal 5. And Friday and Saturday, I'm doing other stuff. So you want to come hang out? Come hang out. It's fun time. It's Friday and Saturday night. Yes. Perfect. All right. As always, you can find me at Kamijs Gaming on Twitter, and you can find the weekly cooldown as well on Twitter at WK Cooldown. Be sure to visit the Weekly Cooldown Facebook page. Visit WKCooldown.com for more news and other episodes and reviews. Be sure to leave your own review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser, whichever. Just do it. That's all. That's it. Just do it. Uh, be sure to check out the links in the description, including, of course, our Humble Bundle for this week. Remember that you can support your favorite charities and support the show. Our logo and art is done by Corgian. Follow Doghouse Corgian on Twitter. D-O-G-H-O-U-S-E-C-O-R-G-I-A-N. Doghouse Corgian on Twitter. Our intro music is done by Riki. Find Riki on Twitter at dog underscore noise. D-O-G underscore N-O-I-S-E. That's all for the weekly cooldown. I'm Kami Jace. I'm definitely XL. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Later. Follow Kami. <laughs> <laughs>